Oh yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Okay, Wake Robin. All right. Wake up. I'm let's, falling asleep. Come on, let's get perky. Yeah! On second thought, go oh. back to sleep. Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is anti Wake. Yes, it is. A podcast all up. Is the baby pooping? The baby is pooping during the intro. That's wonderful. This is a podcast all about the movies that Hollywood never meant for you to see. And that's good because the movie we're doing this week is... Ba- you're testing me. Ba- right? Yeah, bath- what is it? Yeah, your bathtubs what is over it? Broadway. Bathtubs see, I, over Broadway. See, I'm, I'm actually prepared for yeah. this. Yeah. And our top five this week and is what? our top five off-off-off-Broadway performances. Yeah, man. Broadway performances that were not that did not become mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, not necessarily musicals. Well, we'll get to that. All okay, right. We'll get to that later. Okay. And, and, you know, speaking of top five, yes. last week we had oh, a few a con- contributions for our unique duos. I like that. Unlikely, unlikely. Unlikely, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so there's a few in here that are really interesting. The Hustle with Rebel Wilson and uh, Anne Hathaway. That's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Surprised we didn't think of that one. Uh, you know, there's a there's a, a one that I love here. Uh, this person wrote in and said, "Mad Dog and Glory." You know, I'm a huge fan of that movie. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. Oh man, you'd really like it. It's it's really great. But he wrote something. Uh, this this reader listener wrote in something about uh, about. He said, "Not just pairing Robert De Niro with Bill Murray, but the fact that they played roles opposite how they should have been cast made this an odd duo." And it's totally true because uh, Bill Murray plays the gangster type that uh, that. Is is like really intimidating and powerful, and De Niro plays a, uh, if I remember correctly, he's a crime scene photographer, and he's obsessed with this uh, with this girl, and she's kind of under the gangster's thumb, so he's got to try to convince the gangster to let her go. It's interesting, huh? I like that. Yeah, what are the other ones? We that have you some other heard? pairings too. Uh, what's this one? Clint Eastwood and Alan Hale Jr., who was the skipper on Gilligan's Island, mm-hmm. that they they were paired off in a. Um, in a, a film. Oh, here's one that I actually, I meant to mention this last week. I, I knew this as a trivia question. The Fighting Kentuckian mm-hmm. stars John Wayne and Oliver Hardy. That's crazy. It's crazy. That is not It's duo. crazy. And I knew that. And driving home last week, I was beating myself up for not including that last week. How, yes. how about Sextet with Mae West and Alice Cooper? That's crazy. <laughs> Unique pairings, man. Yeah. Those I are love nice. It. I love it. Yeah. Hey, man, how was your week? Week was good. Low key, somewhat uneventful. <laughs> really? Me? I, I had quite the opposite. Oh, do no, but, tell. No, but what happened? What? No, no, that's no. not true. I, you told me something that happened this weekend because you met a former co-star of, of ours. I did. You did? I did, yes. Uh, I had dinner uh, a few nights ago Yeah. with uh, actually the... Uh, a lady whose granddaughter right is featured quite heavily in our film Thirty Love. Yeah, she's Penny got, Penny Lane. She did a great job. She did and a great that, job. A, that was the best baby ever. It was the best. Yeah, the best baby I've ever seen in my entire well, uh, life. Uh, Robert, Robert, yeah. uh, your your wife and child are right here. Oh, it's okay. She can't hear me. But but it's but fine. I don't look at the expression on producer Joey. Oh. Second best baby there I've ever go. seen Good is save. right there in Joey's hands. The best baby ever was the baby in our film. Anyway, uh, yeah, she was so cute. She it was, you know, they always say the adage of never work with babies or animals, but I didn't have that problem with the baby. Yeah, it was great. She was great. Yeah. Well behaved. 
So I, how is she? I think she? her father was throwing tennis balls at her for that dramatic <laughs> yeah, I know. scene. That was great. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't me. It was it was quite emotional for me because it was kind of a, a little mini reunion of sorts. Yeah. That we had um, a former division chair at the college and her granddaughter, also her her ex husband, blah, blah blah, and all these other people. So it was good to see them, but it was really special to see Penny, our little girl, and there she's now what like four. Four and a half, maybe? Yeah. Would that be possible? Yeah. And she's a cute little girl, and she did not remember me. No? No, she wouldn't. Yeah, Jean said, she's not going to remember you. Uh, yeah. And why would she? She was right. Why should she? You're not memorable. I'm not memorable, but how old was Penny when we filmed her? It looked she three was or what? four months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was Certainly really less young. than half a year, right? right. Less yeah. than a half, under half a year of age. So she has no memory of me or the production, but when she gets a little bit older, they said, they're going to show her 30 Love. And don't forget... We gave her that Oscar. Yeah. We gave her that Oscar on her birthday. Yeah. I wonder what she'll think of the film. I wonder. Maybe she'll go on Amazon Private, write a review. <laughs> <laughs> I was in this movie. I was in this movie. Yeah, I cried a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you, you've had quite a week. Yeah, this week I had a, Do a, tell. a, a busy week at... Um, so I'm a, a speech and debate coach, and we had our state tournament this week, and I, I ran it, and our team... Did really well. Oh, yeah. We how crushed. well did they do? Extremely well. We uh, we You're came in as the um, number one middle school team in the state. So our uh, our top two competitors, top three competitors, uh, were the top three competitors in the state, and um, we won. There's at, at the tournament there were uh, seventeen different events, right? And we won seven of those events by when you're saying they came in first, first place, place yeah. in each of those events go yeah. ahead and uh and and we took second and a bunch of others almost everybody on our team won some sort of an award it was a it's huge it was really really big well let's talk about uh, overall school sweepstakes points so that means like top team at at the tournament and yeah we were number one yeah uh, so our points we got 135 no, nobody cares about how those are calculated but we we uh we got 135 points and the next closest team was 75 points. So you slaughtered yeah you slaughtered them. The Our team top two students were 74, so they were almost as good as the next closest team, and that that team had like 30 or 40 people on it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we so we, if just those two students of yours were competing, yeah. you guys would have come in second place overall among yeah. schools. Yeah. Barely, you almost would have barely. Gotten, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Wow! Congratulations! I hear it's a big kick-ass trophy. Yeah, it's I want to see a picture. Really of it. big. That's great. It's nice what you wrote too on Instagram about your student squad has heart. Yeah, you, they you do. really emphasize that. Yeah, they do. They yeah. they because they give each they give each other shit, but they all kind of love each other, you know. And then at the end of the day, they they're family. They come back together and they appreciate each other and they support each other, and it's really cool. There's a, it's a good bunch of bunch of students. I like those guys. Wow. Your good coach must be satisfying for you. Nah, what a weekend! Him. Yeah, 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 fuck him. Okay, all right. Yeah, that yeah. was great. It was really rewarding, man. It's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, they, it was really cool when they. So the first place award was a a big belt, like a wrestling belt, and it was a really cool, unique, uh, first place trophy. And at the end, uh, I was running the tournament, so I called out the announcements uh, for who won. And at the end, they. Uh, they played the Bulls opening theme song. I'm, I'm sure you you don't know what that is, but if you heard it, you'd recognize it. And um, and then there was like a it's like a, a 
when the trophies were shown, they they played the 2001 theme, uh, you know, that and the I curtains know. parted. And then at the end, after everybody had their belts, they brought everybody back on and they all held up their belts. They had this big circle of champions and it was a really cool moment. The Bulls theme song? Yeah, I, I, I don't hear Let me. No, no, no. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah, no. The Bulls basketball team, man. You don't know what this is. All right, all right. If you heard the song, you Oh, you're saying it's a sports thing. I would have no idea. Yeah, hang on one second. I'll get it. All right, well, you're doing that. But, um, Here's a question for you. Uh, did your students who won the huge wrestling belts show up to school today wearing them? I don't know. If, well, I don't teach school. I teach it at an after school. But I seriously doubt they would. That'd be yeah. somewhat embarrassing. This is it. Give it a second. It sounds like Space Odyssey. You, you know this song? I don't. You never heard this? No. You've never Tech- heard that before. What? You're surprised? I've never- it's techno. It's 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 cool. It's sexy. You're looking at me like I should this, know this. Well, it's from like a a song from the '70s. Oh, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, Robert, they were playing that in the award ceremony. We went into also Spock's Tuska, and it was really emotional for you. And it's, it yeah, that's right. Ass. It's from Alan Parsons from 1982. Oh, I the, the Alan Sky. Parsons Project. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's how it begins. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Good. Anyway, I'm really exhausted. That's why I'm I know. I know. Weird I... and like not making any sense. You want to take More a nap? than usual. No, why don't you take a nap and let me do the solo? Uh, no, I can't do that to <laughs> our, our listeners. <laughs> do that to our listeners. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, let's get into it. Let's talk about bathtubs over Broadway. Well, no, uh, we can Are we missing review, some? my Oh, friend. my bad. To do with you, Robert, the Weekend oh Review. Gosh, Some tired. are old, some are new. We now present the Weekend Review. But before we do that, yeah. there's one thing I want to say. Yeah. In last week's Dead Corner, when you did give me shit because I had two two individuals who got the uh, the Silver uh, Spotlight Award, and one of them was uh, Alvi, Alvin Sargent. And uh, I want to say that obviously he wrote the screenplays to Paper Moon and other really wonderful, important films. But I want to mention one more thing. He was very much involved in the Spider-Man franchise as a writer in his 70s. I think you mentioned that, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I thought you did, bud. Well, some of our listeners said I didn't, and I should have. What I want to say to you is he was in his 70s when he did the Spider-Man franchise, and that gives me hope. That gives me hope that I can have this incredible creative burst and write something like Spider-Man, even in seventies. Yeah, but you'd have to be creative for that. Oh, time. never mind. Right. Oh, okay. Hey, I want to say something before we talk about yeah. weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard some talk about Flinch. Have you heard of this show? No, it was a game we used to play in middle school. It really hurt. <laughs> no, well, the whole point is to hit, not punch no, you. No, but right? they would hit me. But I always flinch, and then they would hit me. I go, ow. You're such a Jew. I, I am. I am. Uh, uh, ow! That's basically the premise of the TV show. It is? It's a game show where they they essentially torture you. Uh, they stick you in these different devices, and they'll have they'll shoot paintballs at your face or snap a, a mouse trap on your hand or something like that, and they, they do all sorts of things to try to get you to flinch, and you win by not flinching. And a lot of people are upset because they're like, you're basically torturing people. Yeah. And... I watched the trailer just to see what it was like. 
it really looks like uh, you know in in comedy movies when it's like, hey, we're working on a new TV show, and they'll have like a fake trailer for a movie. They're like, how the fuck would this ever get made? This That's is, what it this, seems yeah, like. It's yeah. like, what kind of TV show is this? But it's real. That's the problem. Is that this is really a TV show? It's is it out now or is it? It's is, on Netflix. It, it's now, on Netflix. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Flinch. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, actually, I think it's Flinch. Yeah. I oh, think is there an exclamation mark? I think so. Yeah. yeah. If I kind recall like, correctly. Like Torah, Torah, Torah. Like mother. <laughs> Remember we came up with titles that had exclamation marks. I know, we did that right? one time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flinch. You're intrigued by that. I am. You? I'm intrigued. You, I can, but, I'm seeing your body language. Like, I'm also, I don't, I don't want to waste my time watching it. I know it's, it's just going to piss me off. So I don't know. I might, I might watch some Flinch. Got it. Um, I'm well, going to write some Spider-Man uh, films because I'm in my 70s just like Sargent was. Good luck with that. Yeah, um, all right. While I've got the floor, I'll tell you, I watched The Informant last week. Oh. And then uh, I watched... Uh, Wait, Game doesn't of that have an exclamation mark? Sorry, you're right. The Informant! Yeah. yeah and then I yeah. also watched uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. No. Wow, that's getting a lot... What? It's well, getting a lot of what? Well, I was going to say a lot of flack. A lot of people are upset. There's a lot of protests. There's you know... A lot of have you been following the series? I well, yeah, of course. Oh, you're saying of course, like doesn't everyone? Well, you do something weird, which is first of all, you you may not follow the the trend, but then like with Breaking Bad, you just jumped in at like season five, and you're like, okay, and I'm like, this is not that kind of TV show. This is not Cheers where you can jump in at season five. This is a story. It's like walking in to see a movie in the last you know thirty minutes, going, oh, I got it. But you're right. Breaking Bad, I jumped in halfway through, didn't I? Yeah. And you started coming over to my place on Sundays. We watched it. Yeah, you just started yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know you're, you're a um, Game of Thrones, or excuse me, GOT, G-O-T. I see that logo all over the place now. From the beginning, I've been watching it, but I, it's okay. I mean, it's not a great show. I'm not crazy about it. It's okay. There's some good moments in it, but there's a lot of... Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Is there a big reveal at the end? Yeah, the main chick gets murdered by a boyfriend. That's hot. Spoiler alert. She probably deserved it. Yeah, she 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 starts turning bad. Yeah, she'd been good the whole time, and then then she starts uh, getting evil. She's killing everybody with her dragon. That's hot. Was she cute? Oh yeah. Oh, that is a tragedy. And you see her naked in the first couple seasons. You do. So you'd really like it. Maybe I should go back and binge. Yeah, <laughs> binge. That's what you call it. <laughs> Sounds more like purging to me. <laughs> I hear there are dragons in that show. Yeah, I yeah. just said there's dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was me. There'd be I was yeah. the one that told you about it. Oh, that's where I heard it. Yeah, dragons. Yeah, it's... Imagine it, dragons. Okay. I, and, you know, now they're going to spin it off. Apparently, they've got uh, five different uh, five different things, sequels, prequels, and spinoffs that are going on right now. Five. Wow. Five. Hmm. Yeah. And All we right. don't have one, Ira. The night is young. I guess so. Yeah. All right. All right. What do you think? Th that's your weekend review? Yeah. yeah what? That's what you said. Okay. All right. A movie, two films I want to mention. Number mm -hmm. one, Wicked Minds. Wicked Minds. Uh, 2003, where a young man returns home to his father from back from college, and, and his old man married a young, hot woman. And so they fuck. Have you seen Spanking the Monkey? <laughs> no. It's kind of a similar premise. A guy comes home from college. And if, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it. He falls in love with his new stepmom. That's this. Yeah. It's the same premise. Yeah. 
Have you ever heard of Wicked Minds? Because you're, I it's, think I feel I like have. you've heard of it the way you're looking at, yeah. But I think I've seen it, but so I know spanking it, the monkey is, yeah. You know. I think it's the same premise, if I remember correctly. Wow, but then the old the, the father is dead, and so we don't know who killed him. Yeah, oh. either either the son or the um, the wife, mo- the ex-wife the... who was fucking the son. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, Wicked Minds. Um, but I didn't see much. I just saw that, and then I saw. Had it on the background while I was doing other things, and I always forget how fucking good it is. Game of Thrones? No, no, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy. I know we've spoken about it before, but the thing is, with there's there's two bits I just want to briefly mention that near the beginning when the ship is coming out of dry dock and it's scraping along the side, the side, and that's a send up of the first Star Trek movie mm-hmm. where there's all these beautiful shots of the Enterprise in dry dock and it's an emotional swell and stuff, but it's scraping along the side. The guy who's steering it doesn't do a very good job. I think that movie has the perfect ending. It was 1999, Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen and Alan Rickman and so on. And I think I've articulated this once before and I want to say it again that one of the reasons it works so well, it's a send up, it's poking fun, but with respect and affection. Yeah. It's with respect and affection of the original. It's a smart movie, Galaxy Quest. That's what I saw. All right. Yeah. Good. Now let's talk about Bathtubs Over Broadway. Now let's do it, and Robert, talk us through it. Bathtubs Over Broadway is a documentary uh, that centers on a... Oh, man, listen, this this oh. guy Hot Rod, did you hear that? Was that your baby? <laughs> that was your baby. Huge shit. <laughs> Either that or a hot rodder outside. Uh, Bathtubs of a Broadway is a uh, a documentary about comedy writer Steve Young. That's right. Uh, Steve Young was a writer for the David Letterman show, and um, he becomes obsessed with something very unique. What is it that he's obsessed with, Ira? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, Robert. Let me help out here. And I remember this that. An episode, a segment David Letterman used to do on the late on his late show was that he'd get old vinyl records and dust them off and play with them. And some of them were just really campy, like we'd have William Shatner doing Rocket Man, you know, as as a dramatic reading, and it's it's laughable by today's standards. And then he went into a certain segment where he played records that were not meant to be heard by the general public. And so it, there were different um, companies that made products and services, such as Xerox and General Electric, and um, and they would have these meetings with either the shareholders or the sales force, right. and they would put on a Broadway musical of sorts, just to just to generate enthusiasm and to bond and to get people to to connect with that company. And again, nobody this was not meant for general release, but all the companies were doing this in the fifties, the sixties, and the seventies. And uh, and this guy, who was a staff writer for David Letterman, came out and did this segment. And it's quite hysterical. It's novel and it's unique. So the documentary is about about Young and his odyssey, his journey in in reconnecting and and finding these old vinyl recordings of these supposedly almost Broadway like show tunes for the different companies like you. You're just looking at me like... I just right? tricked you into giving the synopsis of the story. I, I yeah, like I know. That. Yeah, you yeah. turned over to me. Usually yeah. you do that. Oh, I like when you did, when you were doing it. Well, it was interesting. Was? I like listening to you. Did I do okay? No, you fucked it up. I know I did. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it was about. Yeah. And I've been waiting for quite a long time okay. for this moment. I'm going to make an IRA prediction. Okay. I know you quite well. Okay. And I think we're going to disagree. 
uh, right. overall opinion on this film. And I'm going to use one example, if I may, and I, I want to reference Harold and Lily. Harold you knew and I was going to say that. You knew, and you're going to say, a Hollywood I think it's love long. story. And you're going to say it needs editing. It, you're going to say it has merit. Yeah. It has a right to be seen. It should be 45 minutes long, and it served its purpose. I That's totally what you're going to say. I totally disagree with you. Totally disagree with you. This movie needs to be 20 minutes long. But everything else you said is absolutely dead on, spot on, yeah. Too long, man. Way too long. This is does not warrant an hour and a half. And here's the thing I was thinking about while I was watching it. I think there are elements to this that are really cool. I like the fact that they did this big musical number at the end. Um, I thought it was really nice and really sweet. And there, there is a through line with this character who, at the beginning we see, doesn't really have strong friendships. And by the end, he has found some friends. And that's a really touching story. And it was sincere. Yeah, for real. It was sincere because his character is somewhat stoic. Right. uh, Like David Letterman. Right. Acerbic with an edge and not a warm, fuzzy guy. And... And near the end, he does acknowledge that he he knows he needs to be less judgmental with people. He yeah. actually grows as a person and in this documentary. I thought that was great. Oh, but I think, um, and I think there there could be an argument that the movie needs to be that long to really see the shades of transformation. But I think we could do it faster. I think with a really nice editor, you could get this down to a tight fifteen twenty minutes, and it would be wonderful. I think there's a problem, which is that we're playing with old formats. We're playing with hour and a half long films that were meant for theater, but the cinematic experience is changing, and we're still trying to get our stuff over um, over 90 minutes just to say that we're feature length, but we're not being true to the length of the story. And this is not a story that warrants that long of a viewing, uh, in my opinion. I think it's it's something that warrants a good 20, 25 minutes, but that's an awkward time because... How do you put that on television? But things like Netflix and Hulu and Prime are changing that so that we can have these alternative uh, running times. And I really wish we would start using more of them so that we can have stuff that's 15 minutes or stuff that's uh, you know 47 or 85 or 80, 60, 70 minutes long that you don't see anywhere else. But I have a feeling that you really like this movie. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. It's another Harold and Lillian, a Hollywood love story. Man, this is a movie I was sorry to see end. And I want to say something. I saw it with friends. I saw it with friends. And after the first 20 minutes, we were saying, okay, we get it. What are they going to do for another hour? You know, it's good. But it's still, I found, here's what I loved about the film. The documentary could have been campy, shtick, kind of making fun of, but instead it was so poignant and it really had something special to say about America. And I was on board for that ride. It became less kitschy and and, and, and deeper and more profound about who we are as a society, how, how times have changed. Mm-hmm. I was sorry to see this film. I was taken on a ride. I love this film. I thought it was a gem. I think uh, even more so than Harold, Harold and Lillian, this needed to be made and warrants a film. Uh, not to say that Harold and Lillian didn't, but I thought this one really was well shot it was well crafted there were lines in this where he talks about the art form uh, you know opera belonging to europe and the musical being american and this must be the ultra american art form because it's about not not only is it a musical but it's about um commercialism and 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 purchasing like in a capitalistic way those are great insights and i think they're really really wonderful 
I just felt like a lot of the music, we get it. And a lot of, it was very repetitive. It was a lot of him sitting down and playing with his heroes and, um, and having these moments with him that were special to him. And we got it, but they kept showing it over and over and over again. I think a lot of it could have been left on the floor. And I think it would have been a tighter, better 20, 25 minutes. Wow. I think the movie started out as a quirky phenomena addressing about a movie about a quirky phenomena that was somewhat silly by today's standards and a little bit campy by today's standards. But instead, it evolved in the second half of the movie to something with not just poignant, but a lot of heart. The movie had a lot of heart. You know, it's, it is a darling at the film festivals. It's winning a lot of awards at the smaller film festivals. Let me ask you. Yeah. Now, really think about this because I know what you're going to say, but really, truly appreciate this point. Do we need to know that he worked for David Letterman? Only because it was David Letterman who brought this this quirky phenomena to the public when he had that s- segment in his talk show okay, with so the what record about album. So that was... All the stuff about David Letterman closing down. Do we need that? No. But it's it's breathing. It's texturing. You, and that's Robert, what I'm saying. Robert, this is stuff that you usually like. But I feel like, like it's, two, it's two films at that point. It becomes confusing. I can appreciate what you're saying. I get it intellectually about like when we see him packing up the last day of Letterman when the show was was wasn't when Letterman quit and didn't want to do the show anymore. And right. then suddenly our hero, by the way, he went to Harvard um, and he was a, a writer for National Lampoon. I did mm. some research, on, which figures all right, that makes right. sense. And uh, did you hear they uh, they were in the news this week? Harvard or National National Lampoon's? I think it was this week. They were in the news. They ha- they made some joke. Oh, Producer Joe, can you pull it up? There was a national, the Harvard Lampoon made some sort of joke and they ha- they backtracked. They started apologizing for it. Oh, and yes. Did I you did. hear about this? Yes. What was the joke? I can't recall, but Producer Joe will find it. Oh, it was about Anne Frank. And it was like photoshopping her, Anne Frank's face on a bikini bot model. And I was thinking, could you imagine... The guys from the 1970s, the classic National Lampoons, they never would have apologized. They fucking put a... They said, buy this magazine or Or we'll kill this dog. dog. I mean, anything goes. And now, like, they've just totally backpedaled and like, we're sorry, we should have been more sensitive. No, fuck you, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. You're too uptight. Yeah. And you're letting the inmates run the asylum. You are letting people who are overly offended, who can't take humor... Push your humor around. It's all the PC movement. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Sorry to derail on that. Who's that writer who killed himself in Hawaii or slipped and fell? What's um, his name? Help me out. I don't remember. We'll find it. Okay, but you know who I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if he was alive today and saw how Lampoon caved in? Yeah. They caved. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they're supposed to say things that piss people off and, and do cheap, dumb things for laughs. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the movie. Okay, so back to the movie. I I I love the fact they brought up that a, a Broadway musical is an American art form. It's mm. something that we own, and there is something very sweet about this movie. I've already I know I already said it had a lot of heart, but there's something else because you might disagree with where I'm going here, but I'm going to articulate it anyway. And I was alive during this, that in the 50s and the 60s there was a lot more innocence than there is today i would agree with that. you would agree with that and also there was more optimism and i'm going to say that hmm. with what was going on not just with economy but there was a certain energy that we were almost 
we were almost giddy with things like uh, Disneyland and the House of Tomorrow or Tomorrowland and and with um, Smell-O-Vision and even Cinerama. These things were, they were trying different things. I know you're going to say they, well, that, was were respo- you? that was a response to, to television. I know that. I thought you were going to say that with Smell-O-Vision and Cinerama and so on. Was I more giddy then? What, were, it was, a were, was society that way or yeah. were you no, more that way? No, the energy was different when, even when Kennedy, for, God, I sound like an old fart, don't I? When Kennedy first came into office, it was different then. There really was a wave of profound optimism that we have not had seen, since. And, and the Broadway musical reflects that. And this was also a metaphor for a different time. And I want to say a third point, besides innocence and this wave of optimism, there was more of a loyalty to your job. When, I definitely think Do you agree with true. that? Yeah. When they put on shows for, for American Standard, they make urinals. Yeah. You've seen their name on toilets and right. urinals. Everyone right. says American Standard. And they put on a show tune. By the way, show tunes that were written by the same writers who did Fiddler on the Roof, Cabaret. You've got Chicago. Impo- you've got important people here doing these things, again, either for the shareholders or for the sales force, and that that sense of bonding, unification, and loyalty is gone today. I wouldn't say it's gone, but it's definitely diminished. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. And the movie touched on those points. I think it did. Yeah, and I, I thought it was. I lovely. think this is a good film. Yeah, I, but don't you get want me it to wrong. be twenty minutes long. I do. Oh, Robert. No, no. It breathed. It took. We just. I knew. I knew I was going to compare it to Harold Lilly and Hollywood. I knew Love you Story. were too. I knew this was going to happen. And if I. The only thing that surprised me about what you said is that uh, you knew that that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But everything else you said was, yeah, I was going to compare it to Harold and yeah. Lillian, yeah. and it was too yeah. long. But instead of 45 minutes, it would be 20 minutes, so yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. I, 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 just, I like the film. Yeah, I just want to say that we had people in there like uh, with, with um, a- Andrea Martin, and we had, um, who else was in these in these musicals that they put on? Martin Short, of course, was Florence Henderson. Them. Florence Henderson was in them. And and also that woman, Susan, I forgot her last name, but she won six Tonys and she directed Mel Brooks's The Producers. Mm-hmm. So she went on, Susan, her last name also with an S, but she went on to do a lot of great stuff in Broadway theater. This is where she, she was learning. Cutting her teeth. Cutting her teeth. That was the expression I was looking for. And it was just great seeing all these notable people doing a song and dance for Xerox and, 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 and General Electric and and harvester and and tractors companies that make tractors and i like this and it's it's it does feel weird that that companies would decide oh yeah here's how we're gonna here's how we're gonna it's it's fucking bizarre i know it's fucking we're gonna have a a big convention for everyone and we'll put on a music i know i know but But it was different then it, it was, I feel like nowadays they just call in a stand-up comedian. They just say, yeah. hey, hey, Jay Leno, we'll pay you a bunch of money. Just yeah. go do this thing. But I'm glad you re- mentioned about uh, his name, Steve Young. Is that his name? That his, his arc? Because even he says near the end, and that was that was the moment that did it for me, where he said about himself that he knows that he's often snarky. He's got that right. acerbic wit, a lot like De- Letterman. But there was that arc in the character that really brought it home for me. And it was sincere. They did not put that in to make the documentary work to have growth, you know. But I well, just I think felt that's why they included it. Yes, but, but I felt like it was but not it was fabricated; his. it was real. Yes, I agree. And I think they were trying to prove a point by showing how many of these 
uh, conventions he would go to or funerals he would go to or you know what special events and he clearly had some people that cared about him and i i think that was illustrated pretty well yeah but i, th- I just think it could have been done simpler i think there was there was too much filler to me this felt like they were stretching out to hmm. fill a 90 minute time span instead of trying to be true to how long the story should have been which is about 25 maybe 30 minutes that's what i think i knew you were going to say that well you would have liked a 4 hour movie if it had you know gotten into that depth that you want i don't think this movie needed to be an hour and a half long you just want more you know you want more show tunes you you also like musicals i do and you don't i, I was don't say you don't is that fair to say i don't like musicals you don't no. like musicals no, I'm, there are some that I do like, but I think it's fair to say the vast majority I don't like, and I definitely don't like these kinds of musicals. And I, I like the the musicals that are fantastical, where everyone just bursts into song, the same song. Yeah. And I don't like this kind of music either. Like this music gets on my nerves. Yeah. So you don't want to see Clint Eastwood singing "They Call the Wind Mariah." Mm, nope. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not care. But certain other musicals, I bet you appreciate, like Cabaret. I think those are ones that yeah, have more, you know more I've teeth. never seen Cabaret. Oh, actually. that surprised me. Uh, but I, I I think I know what you mean. Like the more, um, well, the music is like, organic, right? That you're in and the Kit Kat Club, yes, so yeah, it makes yeah. sense. And that's it's what logical. I'm saying. Yeah, right. I, I, well, I haven't seen Cabaret. I know enough about it to be able to say, yeah, I think I would. Uh, but like once uh, that that musical, I really like that as well. I think yeah. that's a really good one. Good. There's hope for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got to be a well-done musical. Did you really sit down and watch this movie and give it a chance? I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. Or were you doing other things? I I will say, first of all, I watched it today. So I was watching it, and there were other things going on, but I would pause the movie when other things were going on. No, no. But I, I, so I wouldn't let it go in the background or anything like that. I watched it. I just don't think this is my cup of tea I either. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I... I was able to to quote back from you to you moments from the film that I appreciated and resonated with me. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. I understood the growth and I just felt like there was a lot of him sitting down at the piano and composing the song and I was like, okay, I'll get it. And a lot of interviews with, you know, like I was saying, Thornton Henderson and Martin Short and these people that we know and we recognize. Cheetah like, oh, Rivera. Cool. Yeah. They got legends. And, and him going into record stores looking for the records and him saying... He was on an odyssey. I right. thought you would like that aspect. I liked he, it. He was on an odyssey, a journey. I liked it. I just think it could have... I, I would have liked that. I would have liked to have started there and to briefly say, uh, you know, I, I was a writer for the David Letterman show and here's how we got started. And I've met all these people and I've grown and now I have friends. That's what I would have liked. And I think you could do that in 20, 25 minutes. I did really like the musical number at the end. I thought that was really well done because you could see everyone was really, right. this is our last big right. hurrah, hurrah kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Money shots. Uh, my money shot has got to be the last musical at yeah, the end. Yeah. You know, especially with the cinema behind them. And he trying to to do it's, the let's just say it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy sequence. Is right. Well, it is. Yeah. So you have these. He's old, interviewed all of these legends right. throughout the whole film, and all of the people that he's kind of come across. Uh, Jello Biafra from uh, from uh, Kennedy. What's it called? The Dead Kennedys yeah. and uh, you know, the drummer from the Germs and everything else. Like all these different characters along the way who kind of come back in the end and 
even though it's a documentary, they do a big musical number with everyone, uh, like you would see out of a in Buzz, front of a Buzz Broadway Berkeley theater, movie, something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, with a marquee. Um, then I think just the 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 marquee shot there at the end sure. of of them all doing the big arms. Hey, this is us singing the song. Him not doing it quite so well. I noticed, and, but I love that he can't. He's klutzy. Yeah, he can't what? do the fake smile that you do in a musical. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not built that way. He's like, uh, he's not built that when way. It, whereas everyone else is doing, I know, ah! I know. they're I know. Like really going for it, yeah. and he can't. But I like that. Somehow yeah. I like that he couldn't do it. It, yeah. it didn't fit. So anyway, yeah, I, I think that's got to be my uh, my money shot, right? Yeah. What about you? There was uh, about halfway through where he does go to the hotel to meet those two, uh, the bathtub girls. Mm-hmm. And he's like awkward. There's something about him being awkward. Not sure if that was them. He like circled around them and said, are you? I just like that whole thing because we saw them earlier in flat in, in, in the original stuff, the re- original song so and dance. So let me, let me paint uh, yes, a better please, picture please for Please set you. it up for me. So uh, he has done some research and found a video of... Uh, one of these musicals, and he is like, "Oh my gosh!" And he reaches out through the internet, meet and 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 meets them over the internet. Now he's going to meet them face to face for the first time, but he doesn't know what they look like. He's been watching this video, and he knows what they used to look like, but he's going to meet them in a hotel bar, and so he's kind of wandering around the hotel lobby looking for someone who might be the right person. And go ahead. It's now you, two. There were both it's actually there. two people. It's two. That he she got a brought, bonus. He, she, she brought, brought someone else from the right, show. Right, which was really great. And there was something awkward, socially awkward. He circled around. He wasn't sure. And he sheepishly went up and said, are you so-and-so? And it was. And just seeing what they looked like decades ago and then now and that we all get older. But it was just a really tender scene. I just liked it. And the fact it was socially awkward for him made it even better somehow. Hmm. And I want to say too that, you know, and again, off of the money shot is near, is, is near the end, but that aha moment where he does arc and he acknowledges that he tends to be a snarky kind of guy. And now he knows to look at people differently and not be quite so judgmental. He found his passion in life. That's it. He found. Oh, he wrote a book about it. Yeah, I know. And it's about a very obscure musical subgenre. That's right. That's right. He found his passion and, and arced with it. And, I like that too. That's my second money shot where he acknowledges that near the end. Mm-hmm. I just like that. Yeah. I'm glad you can appreciate my points about the innocence and the optimism and loyalty to the job. Those yeah. three things. It's really true. And I think that this movie acknowledges that and almost celebrates the way it was. I'm I'm a little hesitant to say that we were more innocent back then. Mm. I mean, I, I didn't live through that time. You would know better than I would. Uh, but I guess I just feel like I feel like that's something that we we slather on history of like, oh man, it's rose-colored glasses kind of thing. I know, we all do that with nostalgia. Right, right, right. yeah. I mean, isn't that what we didn't start the fire is all about anyway? Yep, yep. I mean, these are are people that went through World War II and Vietnam and, you know, if you go back to World War I, like people were born, they were knowledgeable about war and I don't think today's American is. I mean, we don't have that kind of thing. There is... I don't know. That has to play into it somewhat, but maybe that maybe that is really making your point more. Maybe the fact that they did have all these horrible atrocities that they had lived through made them more optimistic. Like things are going to get better right. than the awfulness that we knew. Maybe I don't know. I, I I'm hesitant. I'm not saying I disagree. Right. I'm just I understand hesitant to say that. But I think the other two premises I totally agree with. Right. Right. And those were important elements for this film. I I, I thought it was a gem. It's so heartfelt. I I really like this movie. I knew this was going to happen, Robert. I and it knew, did. And it did. 
I knew this was going to happen. Is it cool. anti-wave? Is it anti-wave? Who's going to go first? Mm. Mm. Who's going to go first? Well, uh, Who's gonna... let's talk about why it should or shouldn't be. Oh, why it should or should not be. Okay. Anti-wave, Which right? one do you want to do first? Should, should we do a should? <clears throat> okay. Why fo- should it be The following anti-wave? elements suggest anti-wave. Okay. We'll go back and forth. It's a documentary. Do- that's my number one. All right. Documentary. Uh, number two. Well, I use this. I embrace this more than you do. But the fact that it's there's no big quote Hollywood names, even though there are some celebrities yeah, in there. I would, yeah, I see. What and you mean. that's borderline. I think anti-wave. But I think the fact that it's a documentary almost negates that one. Anyway. That's a good point. The fact that it's a document negates what right. I just said. You're right. You're right. Here's why it's anti-wave. Okay. I really felt long and hard about this. The, fa- the subject matter. Yeah. It's a movie about something that's an underground culture. Yes. Bingo. I'll give you that. Yeah. That definitely makes it That's anti-wave. anti-wave. An underground... It's We saw things we weren't supposed, supposed to, to see. see. Yeah. And he says it several times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel shot in any sort of non-traditional conventional, way. Conventional. Right? Yeah. And it does have this growth this arc that we would see in a conventional hollywood that's film. right now you're mentioning why it's not anti-wave right and number one on my list is he arcs he definitely arcs. oh boy does he ever and N- even the anti-wave. big hollywood production at the end that's right um but it still somehow feels independent it still feels like it's intimate it feels like it's personal mm-hmm and I think that puts it, pushes it back in the anti-wave category. I'm going to go straight down the middle. I'm going to say this is a five. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I was giving a 4.7. Yeah. That's what I came up with, 4.7. Not anyway, because we see him arc, there's an emotional swell at the end. And right. there is, even if you necessarily didn't feel it. But there, I felt you, it. Actually, you did. That's I not did fair feel, for me to I say. I want to be clear. Was, I like this you, you movie. Like the movie. I just think it's too long. And That's it was it. a heartfelt film. And, and these are all non-anti-wave elements. Yes. But uh, but the main reason I'm embracing it as somewhat anti-wave again is because we weren't supposed to see these fo- this footage these yeah. clips. I did it's feel as we were watching culture. some of that. I'm like, wow, I'm watching a secret. You know? I yes. Did, yes. The, the problem was uh, some of the secrets I just didn't really care. I know. About. I know. But yeah. I, I and I did like the film despite some of the subject limitations. I love Understand. what you're talking about with the Americana and the different the the beer bottles all dropping down and just watching that whole yeah, dance sequence yeah, happen yeah. And, and there's some there's some really nice moments in this and yeah. just seeing a piece of American commerce that you would never otherwise get to watch right right can you imagine American Standard putting on a show like that for their sales force that's funny that's fucking nuts it is yeah it's crazy yeah cool all right all right we did it yeah. yeah. Who died this week? Ah, dead corner. Got to tell you, unfortunately, we must. The following people, they didn't turn to dust. We lost the following people in the entertainment industry the last week. 95-year-old Machiko Kayo, a Japanese actress. She was in Rashomon. How about that? Oh, wow. That was an important film. Tea House of the August Moon. And Did you ever so see Rashomon? On. No. Mm. No. But I know who directed it. Who? I forgot. <laughs> so you don't know. Seven Samurai. Come on, help there me out. There were seven guys? <laughs> I can name his Akira films. Kinsella. Yeah, that's it. Um, Isaac Cappy, K-A-P-P-Y, a 42-year-old American actor. He was in Terminator Salvation. He was in Thor. He was in Fanboys. Suicide by jumping. Jumping up and down? I don't down? know. I, I tried jumping up and down. That's, that's got to take a lot of jumping to commit <laughs> suicide that way. I want to acknowledge Tim Conway, even though we associate him with TV. American actor, comedian, yeah. obviously. But we have to, because he did quite a few films. Mikhail's no, but he Navy. did one of my favorite films. Which one is that? I love this movie. I love Which this one? movie. Private Eyes. Did you ever see Private Eyes? No. 
I love this movie. It's Don Knotts. It is the two. I read up. I forgot the title. Yeah, it's Don Knotts. Conway wrote and, the screenplay. I think. Yes, that's true. I read, he wrote the screenplay. Go ahead, yeah. talk. And oddly, he has top billing, but he's not the main. I mean, Don Knotts is clearly the the lead, but Tim Conway has higher billing than Don Knotts in it. But they play kind of like a an American version of Sherlock Holmes, but they're both kind of idiots, and they they're called to this. Um, to this mansion to try to figure out who killed somebody and they have to kind of solve this crime. And it's, it's dumb. It's, but it's funny. I love it. I love the fact that you and I saw it a lot when I was a kid and you loved it. So we associate him of course with TV, with the Carol Burnett show and, and, and so on. Um, he wrote those two. He wrote two independent films with Don Knotts, with Don Knotts in both of them. Mm-hmm. So one of them was the one that you just and mentioned. And he was Dorf. I want to say, I talked to you about Dorf. And that was a movie? Was That was a movie? Was, I think it was I like a, it was a series. Film, series. How did he do it? No, I'm, I went on YouTube before he died. Oh, come on. No, now. no, I want to talk about this. He's obviously on his knees. Right. But is he in like, is there like a hole? Does it go? I, I really want you to explain I think, how Dorf I think he came just alive. stood on his knees and no, then put shoes on his knees. There's something else to the illusion that suggests it's more than Well, that. I think it would depend on the shot that they're yeah, trying to get. Yeah, yeah. Because... I remember one seeing him on a dock on a lake, and you could see underneath. So clearly, he's on his knees there. I think he's just standing on his knees. But there are weird things that he would like. I forgot, lean backward. It would be an odd. I've seen specific moments where it suggests he's not just on his knees or something. Yeah, I'm going sure on. they probably. Did That's some what stuff was like that. always confused me. But yeah, so he passed away at um, at 85. Also, Herman. Plus, Wolf, he feels like the kind of guy who would think that that's funny. It's not really all that funny, but he would think, "Oh, this is hilarious! I'll get on my knees." He's probably like doing it for his kids or yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah, thinking, yeah. This will make a great character. And it's like, no, this is not really all that funny. Anyway, he's dead. <laughs> that's what a humor. fitting tribute. That's your, that's your humor. Herman, well, I want to say, is it, well, how do you say his last name? Woke? Woke? W-O-U-K. Woke? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, we don't associate him directly with Hollywood or movies, but he wrote novels. By the way, 103 years old, he wrote Kane Mutiny, the novel. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, he wrote Winds of War and uh, War and Remembrance. He wrote these that were turned into important films. I think he wrote War and Peace as well. Yes, I think so. No, no he didn't. didn't. That was written by... <laughs> Well, because we had War, War, and then War and Peace. No, War and Peace was written by, what's his name? Yeah. What's his name? He's I, Russian. I know. I was at his palace in, outside of Moscow. Okay. Wait, what's, uh, Alec, wait, push, not the push. Tell me his name. I'll let you P. think of that one. No, you don't know. You don't know. It will come to me. Okay, fair enough. He did not write that, but he wrote a lot of other important novels that were made into films. And I want to say something to you. Yeah. Because you gave me such a hard-ass time last week for having two count them two names um receiving my silver spotlight award leo tolstey that's it this week no one gets my silver spotlight award no one is deserving of it oh and kirk douglas died too but he's not getting it either that's who you're really harsh with that that's the mood i'm in okay all right are we gonna play a game all right we're gonna play game time all right so uh something seems off Something yeah. smells off. Well, you're tired. You've had a... Oh. Oh. <laughs> something smells off. Now, so something, this is oh, kind of... Something smells off. That, if you've ever played that bar game of like uh, uh, two truths and a lie, have you ever heard of that, that game? No. So I, the game I, I never the, the game goes, bars. all right, so I'm going to... You know, you'd say something about yourself and you would say, 
two truths about yourself and a lie about yourself. And then everybody else has to figure out what's true or what's, which one's the true, which one's the false. I like that. All right. So producer Joey has given us some stuff here. Uh, She's given us a movie and we have to figure out, is it like, which one of these is the lie? Okay. So the first movie is Psycho. Right, so she's given us three things. We have to oh, figure out. We don't guess which the film. One. We just no. guess which. Okay. Then we have to figure out. So which three, one is one the is lie? A lie. Right. Go. Number one, the first time a toilet was ever flushed on film. Number two, after filming the shower scene, Janet Lee realized how vulnerable you were and took baths for the rest of her life. Or number three, some of the music was inspired when the composer overheard children playing. Is it toilet? First time really a toilet flushed. Joy. That's taking a bath. Yeah. Or children playing. Hmm. I Bernard Herrmann had such a distinct style, you mm-hmm. know, that I don't know if he was influenced by hearing children play. What were you going to say? I th- I the have toilet. heard that gonna... about the uh, the the her taking baths for the rest of her life. I do too. That's real reasonable. Yeah. That's the second one. And even if it's not true, her publicist would, would say, say, you know it. what I mean? Yeah. They would make up that shit to right. generate it. So that let's sounds... put that in the true category. Okay. So I'm down to numbers one and three. Yeah. The first or last. Right. Me too. All right. So talk this, talk this the out. The toilet one, first time a toilet is seen flushing. I feel like I've heard that before. Wow. I feel like I've heard well, that. Is before. there a toilet we have flushing? What moment in the film where is that? Do you know where that is? Does she flush yeah, something down the toilet and, and then it comes back up or something, doesn't it? First time we see a toilet. Now this was nineteen what sixty three one? Oh, I think it's sixty three. Okay. Um the first time a toilet is shown is not unreasonable. That's not unreasonable. A toilet. And the or the third one is um, the Bernard Herman being inspired by by children. He had such a distinctive style, and he did movies prior to that. I Let's ask Leo Tolstoy. Oh no, he's too busy with the War and Peace. Yeah, All right. or War and Remembrance. Oh, that's the other one. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 tempted to go with the toilet one. Where, where are you? Going I'm tempted to go with the the music one. Well, let's go toilet. I'll You're go gonna go toilet. toilet. We're yeah. doubling up on this. All right. The the lie is the lie is. Number three, the music was inspired by children playing. Well, that was our second choice. <laughs> okay, well, we were almost we're, right. We almost got it right. The movie Armageddon. All right. Yeah. Number one, one of the lead actors was overheard faking an accent, and the director liked it so much that they were stuck using it for the rest of the film. Number two, NASA shows this movie to their new managers, asking them to find the errors. Huh. And number three, the camera filming a launch shook so much it fell apart. Hmm. Is it the accent? Yeah. I, NASA showing the movie? Yeah. Or the camera shaking so much that I, it fell I somehow apart? I'm okay with number three. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, that's, I, I think th- so. I can see that. And the accent, I feel like I've heard that before. Oh, really? I feel like well, I've heard that. Well, who were the leads? Let's talk about the three I, or four somebody principal like, actors. I want to say it was Wait, Ben Affleck. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. He's the lead, though, isn't he? Well, not really. It's what's his name? Bruce Willis? Yeah. Isn't he the lead? It's oh. like them. Yeah. Okay. Right? So same, same. I think I think Ben Affleck was like trying to do something. And, he, and the director liked it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so they like kind of convinced him to do it. To keep it in. So therefore, the so middle one is... NASA showing the film. That's kind of... Now, that... That movie has a what? reputation. What? Say your thoughts. You're starting no, sentences. No, 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 that movie has a reputation for having a lot of scientific flaws and holes. In right. It. It's riddled with inaccuracies. But I don't know if NASA would. 
I feel like NASA would waste their time. I feel like NASA would be like, let's just focus on what we're doing. Let's not watch fucking Armageddon. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So if that's out, then we're back to numbers. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying. Oh, that's the lie. The lie. That's the lie. I think so. So therefore, I'm, I'm going to say one, one three are true. Number two. And number two is the lie. Is the lie. All I'm right? with you on that. And the answer is. Number one. Number one. Wait, Did you pull one... that from a different movie? You just made that up right now? You I feel like I've right heard now? that before. That's the one about the accent? And the director said, go with it? You... That's oh. the lie. Wow. All right. Joey. She totally fooled us. Hey, we're not doing very well with this. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're two for nothing. What, there... What's really concerning to me is that um, producer Joey is this good of a liar. It might make you question a lot of things other than this game. Now I'm starting to wonder about whether I'm actually my daughter's mm-hmm. father. Fight mm-hmm. Club. Brad Pitt and Edward Norton really learned to make soap. You know that, right? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two, Edward Norton beat himself up for the sake of the character. Yes. Oh, sorry. Or three, Marla's pillow talk line, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school, was originally, I want to have your abortion, but the studio protested and said they'd agree to anything else. That's reasonable. Wow. These are good. I know number three is true. True. I've heard that too. And... I'm having a hard time with this because numbers one and two are really reasonable. They can be true. About the soap, they learned how to actually make soap. And what was the other one? Ed Norton beat himself up. Was that the second one? Yeah. yeah. I could see, look, there you was a famous Norton shot that? where he was actually, you remember that shot in the street where he's hitting himself yeah. really hard? I, 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 I can accept that one. I'm on number one. I got to say number be, one's fake. I yeah, got to say it's fake I because I know three thing. is true and I Two and it feels right. How do you not beat yourself up for the role? I mean, he you have to at least practice. pretend. He had to practice. Yeah. So I'm I'm going with number one as the false. All right, I'm going to go, go number let's one. Let's go down. We're going to go down in flames, Robert. Number two what is false. Fuck? Edward Norton did not beat himself up for the sake of the character. Did you make that up? Wow, she made it up. Robert, we're 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 striking out, man. I guess we're done with this game. I remember we're big losers. Stupid game. It's the game's <laughs> fault. Bring that game around again. We got to do that one. That, that was fun, even though we lost. Yeah. That was nice. Nice work. I want to compliment Joey on, yeah. on her creativity and coming up with those. Uh, she's too really good fooled. of a liar. Yeah. That might, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. You want to do some top five? Top five and hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. Our top five this week is what? Off, off, off Broadway performances. Yeah, meaning? Not mainstream. Didn't make it in the big time. Instead, a little bit like, what's the other word we're using? On the edge, a little bit more. Fringe? That was the word that, that you That was the word around. I used earlier today. Fringe performance. Yeah. yeah, almost. Yeah, all almost those make sense. Right. So, in other words, these are movies, not the performances of the actors That's in correct. the movie, but these That's are the, the story. The storyline story is about that. It's about someone who is a small-time performer. Yeah. All That's right. That's it. That's it. Good. Do you want to go you first? Go or first? Or do you want me to? I don't know. But who should go first? What are you in the mood for? I don't care. I'll go first. All right. My number five. And by the way. Not necessarily musical performance, which is going to keep me a little broad, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling the bulk of them will be music performances. My number five is um, uh, Bathtubs on Broadway. Oh, I'm, I'm using, I knew you were going to say that, I'm using their primary film as my number five. I like the movie a lot, and I think it obviously fits this off, off, off Broadway performance. That's my number five. Deal with it. <laughs> 
Uh, and stop muttering, oh, brother. Oh, brother. Yeah, okay. So, this my number five is a movie that I don't think we've talked about before. <laughs> and I don't think we've seen, but I think you would enjoy. Uh, you'd like it. It needs to be when you're in the right mood, but I think you'd enjoy it. From 2015, there's a movie called Road Hard. Have you heard of Road Hard? No. You know I like Adam Carolla. Yes. And it's oh, yeah. his film. He, uh, he wrote and stars in it. And I think he essentially directed it, but I think he gave somebody else credit. But the premise is that he is a washed up, um, a washed up uh, sitcom actor who had been riding high for the longest time. Uh, you know, getting all the sitcom money, and now his star has faded, and he's got to get back into the uh, stand-up comedy game. He's got to get back out and start doing stand-up, which he hadn't done because he's been doing sitcoms for so long. And and his he's now kind of going to these dingy comedy clubs, and his star is clearly gone, and uh, and hardly anybody's turning out to see him. It's a really interesting story of kind of like what might happen after your star is faded. I really like that movie. Road hard. And so the performance is is I mean they're definitely uh, under the under the the radar and it's kind of uh you know it's just these small time performances right, that right. are off 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 Broadway nice. like no one's showing up to them and that's part of the problem he's just going from hotel to hotel and going to small town to small town to do his his act. Nice. Yeah. What's the title again? Road hard. Road I've got hard. it if you want to borrow. Yeah, I might take it home with me. Yeah. My number 4 is the climactic moments near the end of Little Miss Sunshine. Mm. Did you see, you saw the movie? Yeah. You didn't I did it? not like Little Miss Sunshine. Oh my God. It's so precious. There's so many things it wrong with pre- that movie too. What else is wrong besides it? I understand the precious argument. Tell me what else you didn't they like. They fucking totally enable this girl to like do whatever the fuck she wants and they villainize Greg Kinnear's character who the whole time he's trying to talk some fucking sense into this girl. Let me change my number four. <laughs> I have a problem with that movie, but go ahead. You just say what you want yeah, to say. Yeah, 2006, and uh, there was a, a beauty contest talent show, and we had these pre, pre these preteen sexy girls, the juxtaposition of them performing scantily clad and bumping and grinding, and then we had our, our little girl who was uh, Abigail Breslin, by the mm-hmm. way. That was Abigail Breslin. And, um, and what I liked uh, playing the part of Olive, and she just belted out, it was super freak. It was a song, Super Freak, and she was like detached from the audience response, and it didn't matter because she wanted to sing that song regardless of the feedback, the energy she was getting from the audience, and sang it all the way through. So I like the movie, and for me, that does count as an off, off, off Broadway performance. I, what I don't like about it is the message that it sends of just be yourself. I mean, the dad is like, they go to the restaurant, and the dad's like, she she's like I want to eat ice cream. He's like no, let's get something sensible and reasonable. And they're like no, eat the fucking ice cream. And he's like, what message are we sending our child? And I don't like that. It's like he's he's the villain for trying to. He's like the man, but he cares about his kid. That's what a parent should be doing, and he's doing his job responsibly. I, I find that a lot of these movies have that same kind of premise. You know. Ladybird had that same premise of like mom was caring about the daughter and the whole time they're fucking ripping on mom as if mom's the bad guy. You're right. I get it. Yeah. I still like those two movies you mentioned, but I understand your point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my number four is, let's see if, if you can guess what movie Good. I'm, like I'm going to talk guess. about. All right. Give me a year first. 1999. Okay. It is about a puppet master and he is a 
small-time performer, a puppet master. He's a puppet puppeteer. And he gets the chance to become a puppet master for a real live human being. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> 1999's Being John Malkovich. And I don't know if you recall or not, but he is a uh, he's a puppeteer. You know what's weird? I saw the movie. I saw yeah. it in the theater. But with your one sentence premise, it didn't connect with me. That's I know, weird. right? But yeah. that's kind of the whole idea is that he gets to be a puppeteer of John Malkovich. And oh man, I love how you're defining. You're right, performance. Yes, yeah. yeah. There you go. But he, I mean, he also does puppets. That's that's really interesting. From your one sentence, I wouldn't uh, describe that as the movie. I wouldn't have identified it. That's. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, my uh, my number three off 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 Broadway performance. It can now, be. Let me see if I can guess. Yeah. What? No. I, give, give me some hints. I want to see if I can guess. Oh, okay. It was a series. They made like seven, eight, or nine of them with okay. the same two leads. You know what? Give me more. You need more? No, I need they more. They were both quite young. And there was a cliche that was said in all seven movies that became a, it became like a, a buzzword, a catchphrase in Americana for uh, performance. Give me a year. Okay, the year? Well, the one I'm picking is 1939. Uh, I was going to say, special movie. early. This, huh? this feels like a... Like a like a road movies or something like that. Not, no, no, no. It's not a road. Movie. No, but it feels like one of those kind of things. Hmm. Is that com- you said comedy. You didn't say duo, but I got that. You're right. How did I? Yeah, you're you said right. they. It they. It is they, and they did a lot of movies together. They did a lot of movies together. Hmm. Uh, they both became important actors and stars in their own right. But when they were quite young, they did seven or eight or nine movies together. This was in the late... What was it? Okay. This was uh, the uh, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland uh, okay. and the whole Andy Hardy series. There was a lot of them. I selected Babes in Arms and I was reading the scripture for so many... And they're all saying this as they decided, let's put on a show. You know that cliche. Yeah. My dad has a barn and they would always end with a musical number or two of Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney putting on a show so they can salvage the orphanage or get money so the kid can go to camp or something like that. And this was definitely off, 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 broad performance all right yeah uh my number three is a movie from 2008 it's a documentary about a performer who i'm not going to tell you what performance he does it is a male i'll tell you that but as he keeps performing he is trying to get people to notice and so he keeps trying to uh go to bigger and bigger stages so that people will notice. He keeps doing his performance in bigger, more outlandish ways until the whole documentary is about his most masterful performance. Have I seen this film? Yes. You love this film. Have we... It's not an Andy Kaufman documentary, is it's it? Not, no, no. no. But it's uh, that's, anyway. You're on the right track. I, I mean, am. Okay, so it's somewhat absurd. It's somewhat absurd. If we brought... Well, okay. The performance is not a singing, is it? It's, not, no. it's something else. Yes. It's something else. And it's almost absurd, like an Andy Kaufman-like guy. It's a documentary about him. It's a performance yeah. of uh, something that you would see in the circus. All right. We have clowns. We have jugglers. We have, um, we have lion tamer. Um, we, have, um, uh, we have fire breathing fire mm-hmm. uh, sword am i is it one of those four no nope. you're looking up in this you're pointing oh trapeze uh, trapeze 
a wire walker. Oh, I know where you're going. Where? Well, you're doing the wonderful documentary, which you're very familiar with. Yeah. Um, with man on, man wire. on Wire. Yeah. Not Man on a Wire. Mm. It's just Man on Wire. Yeah. 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 That's really nice. That's really nice. What a great documentary that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number three. What's That's your number real three? nice. Yeah. Much number two. And what? again, the reason I think we might have said this, but the cop was waiting at the other end to arrest him and he wrote yeah, on the awesome. citation, man on wire. <laughs> yeah. He was so frustrated, he left out the word A, just yeah. man on wire. So they made that the title of it. And the, the movie, The Walk, was based on that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I right, see if I can guess your number two. You're on number two, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, me, you want a hint? Yeah. We just want to say it. Give me a year. I don't, 1992. 1992. All right. Yeah. And, um, oh, wait. Uh, the the girl uh, the, with the, riding the horse off the diving thing, Wild, what's that called? Wild at Heart? No? I like that movie. Wild, was that Wild Horses Can't Be Broken? Wild Hearts no. Can't Be Broken. No, this is with Whoopi. Oh, Sister Act. 1992, Whoopi Goldberg. It was a cute enough premise with a witness protection okay. set up. And so they put her undercover with a covenant and had to be a nurse and she got them all to sing. And uh, it was it's an, it's an infectious, there you go. Uh-huh. It is an infectious movie with those those songs. And that would be considered off, off, off yeah, Broadway performance. I would say. That's my number two. You like Sister Act or Sister Act 2? Well, I thought, but I thought we went for the main one. But I liked them both. But right. Sister Act, the first one, is the one that still resonated with me. Okay. Yours, the bulk of yours, are not necessarily singing and dancing. That's what I like about your list. Okay. We kept performance really vague. Well. Yeah. I've got for my number two. Yes. My number two is from 1979. Uh, It's about a group of performers who uh, some are singers, some are dancers, some are comedians. And it's all about their work to try to uh, get to Hollywood and become famous. And what's interesting is they play themselves in the movie. All right. Question number one. You know me quite well. Have I seen this? Yes. They play <laughs> them. Is, wait, it's, is they it a documentary? Themselves. It's not a documentary. And in real life, they did become quite famous. So it's not a documentary. It's a narrative film. But they play themselves. And it's a group. It's actually quite a big group. Um, let's talk about what kind of performance it is. Uh, I don't think you said that yet. Well, I said they, say, they, do, they do a little they bit they of everything. Do a little bit of everything. Is it beyond singing and dancing? It's other things. Singing, it- dancing, comedy. Uh, I mean, uh, there there uh, is a, a, a stuntman that's part of it who does stunts, oddities. What's that noise? That's my my child who's trying to guess. Are you sure I've seen this movie? Or I've uh, heard of it. I know of it. You definitely know of it. From 19... 19- Are they a family? Are they a biological family? No. Go ahead. But you're thinking, that's a good guess, but that's not it. No, and in fact, in the movie, they don't know each other. They slowly start to, uh, like a snowball, they pick each other up. They go, hey, I do this, oh, you do that. And that's all about them coming together and trying to uh, work on becoming famous together. What is it? 1979, The Muppet Movie. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Robert. I love that movie. I it's awesome. And it's all about being like off, off, off Broadway, trying to get to Hollywood, trying to become famous. That's really good. Yeah, there you go. That's really good. Thanks, man. 
That's really good. Yeah. Well, for what's my, your number one? For my pedestrian list. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number one? All right, you're going to guess this one. You're probably surprised I didn't say it yet. 2003, and here here's the dead giveaway. The wonderful uh, Christopher Guest directed a, quite a few of these okay. mockumentaries. Uh, I can't so now the question is which one? Which one, right? Which I can't one, remember right? what year. Yeah, yeah what I movie. know. So it broke my heart to not include Guffman. Waiting right, for, so and I made a conscious a, a choice wind, because then. I was doing A Mighty Wind. Right. I love that movie. And again, a mockumentary where it's all about these three acts coming together. You know, the Folkman and yeah. Mitch and Mickey, and they all come together for the big climactic moments. And I, it just has so much heart You with Eugene Levy and, and Parker Posey. Isn't that and um, and and Catherine? What's her name? Well, anyway, um, Eugene Levy and and Parker Posey and what is others. her last name? Her Catherine. Last name? Catherine. This is bothering the shit out of me. Producer Joe. Oh, yeah. she's in the other room. Um, God. Keener. Right. Catherine Keener. 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 Yeah, Catherine Keener. Oh. Yeah, buddy. O'Hara. Oh wait, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara Keener in there too. Catherine O'Hara. No. Catherine O'Hara. Yes, you know who she is. SCTV. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll, okay. I'll while you're that doing out. that, I just want to say something too. That that I love the soundtrack. I love everyone in that film. And again, Christopher Guest made these wonderful mockumentaries. And this one, maybe it wasn't the funniest, but I think it had the most heart. And it was my favorite of his of all of his movies. And I happened to be in New York City when they were performing. At, um, at a local theater uh, to promote the DVD and all the acts were there and performed in character. And it was just one of the best moments of my, of my life. And Mitch and Mickey did um, Kiss at the End of the Rainbow, which was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And they, they sang that song and it was quite magical for me. And it's also where they filmed some of the movie at that theater in New York City, uh, A Mighty Wind, off, off, off Broadway performance all right so i've got it up here yes right and i'm looking at all of it yes Catherine o'hara was definitely in it yeah but wasn't Catherine keener i think i'm confusing her with yeah. the other christopher guest movie yeah well because Catherine keener was in a bunch of other christopher guests okay stuff. but she wasn't in or maybe one. i'm confusing her with parker posey because mm. Catherine keener and parker posey have a similar vibe mm. are they both hot well they're they're like well, they're the same person basically Oh. You know Catherine Keener. I'm trying to place her. Uh, all right, not, let me show you a picture of Catherine Keener. All right. All right I'm going to show it to you. Are we going to get You're, you're going to recognize dating. her. Do you remember her? Oh my God, it's Parker Posey. <laughs> 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 no, Catherine, Catherine Keener was in like the 40 year old virgin and uh, she was I in do know Get Out. Is. I know she is. Yeah, you would yeah, recognize her. I do know her. she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number one. Okay. And my number one yes, is a yes. movie that we have reviewed on this podcast. Wow. As our primary movie. Yes. It was one of our primary movies. Yes. All right. Just a minute. Performance, singing and dancing? Um, no. No. God, I like your list. I mean, I guess there there is some singing. Definitely not dancing. I don't think there's any dancing. There's There's some singing. This movie has a music video in the middle of it. I love the look on your face. This podcast needs a video element. Just the, your eyes are bulging right now as you're trying to think of it. In the middle of the movie, we see the music video of yeah. them performing. Yeah. But it's not just music, though. It's other um, skits and ideas and a TV show 
multiple TV shows. We've reviewed on this podcast. So it had to be the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The movie was released in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right. Not necessarily, but almost all of them are. Give me another hint, man. Mm-hmm. Movie is from 1989. It's about a guy who gets a TV station and it stars your hero stars weird al yankovic yeah uhf uhf and these performers (laughs) are all creating little tv shows that no one watches but they're so weird that they actually wind up getting all of the attention in town oh we did that film that was your birthday yeah that was my birthday film last year right yeah uhf that's great that's great yeah buddy cool nice there you go any, any um scoops uh, no, I don't have any extra scoops. What do you I got? mean, I came up, obviously, waiting for Guffman, which I equally right. love, but I made a conscious effort to not include it. Um, and if I can broaden the word performance, make it broad enough, even something like uh, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. Is, you know, yeah. that too. That would be an off, off, off Broadway uh, performance. Yeah. So I thought about no, that. I think that works. Yeah, actually, it does. So you did mainly, what, music? I did. And you're the one who went the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I thought about doing Blues Brothers. I did too. I did too. I thought about, but I, but I almost felt like that's not fair because the Blues Brothers were actually kind of big. Like people were like, oh, the Blues Brothers. You know, the people recognize the name. Right. That was maybe it was kind of like a big in their town kind of thing. They but had still a, it could be off 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 Broadway. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Arguable. But I almost put the Blues Brothers, but I didn't. All right. Cool. Hey, man. Good. We did it. I wonder if our listeners will have any suggestions. If anybody has any, then they should write to us. Where? Uh, they can write to us at our email. How? Well, our email is robert at antiwavepodcast.com. Or, or Anslash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. And they could reach out to us through uh, Twitter or Instagram. Our handle there is at antiwavepod. Right. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? We often are. You can are. find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, we're on uh, Podbean. That's the one I was <laughs> you always forget Podbean. Just go to our website, you know? We're yeah, right or now. you can uh, throw us a couple bucks to help Ira remember Podbean. You can do that at <laughs> Patreon. Keep the sprocket holes moving over there. Yeah. And hey, let's yeah. give uh, Producer Joey a big round of applause. Yeah. That. Nice Joey. job, Producer Joey. Keeping that baby quiet. And uh, also, next week. What are we doing next week? Next we're doing week, something we're going to watch. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to start a new segment every couple months. Right. We're going to pull a movie out of the old dustbin. The old dustbin. Yeah. So we're going to do an anti-wave flashback. I like that term. An anti-flash. Mm-hmm. And... Um, What's the one we're doing? We're going to do Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Great. So uh, we've I know been, that's one of your favorites. It is. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'd like to go back and, uh, and watch it. And you, you like it, too. I, you? Yes, I saw it in the theater when it came out. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. It's on Amazon Prime, I think, right? I think For so. Rental, so yeah, we'll, I'm sure it's on we'll iTunes. It. So uh, yeah. check out Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Do yourself a favor, and we'll, we're going to we'll go back and watch that. And we do, we've done it in years past for our birthdays. birthdays. Um, but why not? We're going to... We're gonna we'll try this up a little bit. Every once in a while, like we'll this. go. We'll go check it out an older film. Absolutely. So next week, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do Alice doesn't live here anymore. And it is anti-wave, and it's. It, I, it, think I think so, so. but yeah. I'd be we'll interested to, to look at it through the eyes of an anti-wave uh, podcast through a different lens, yes. different prison, if Thank you will. You. Yes, yeah. prison. All right. 
Nice. Am I forgetting anything? I think we covered... Did we do everything? I think so. We did everything. What do you want to do now? No stone is left unturned. Ah, that's us. You know what I want to do now? What do you want to do? I want to have dinner. Ooh, hungry. All right, bud. All right, let's do it. So until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Everyone else is doing... "Ah!" They're like really going for it.